This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. Cannot go with it. Can't do it. Welcome to the 15-Minute Clock Dodgers Fantasy Football Week 2 Cheat Cast this beautiful Sunday morning. That's right. Anyone who plays fantasy football, which since you're listening to this episode, I'm just assuming that's you, you are familiar with fantasy football cheat sheets. The Merriam-Webster dictionary definition of a cheat sheet is one, a sheet containing information such as test answers used secretly for cheating, or two, a written or graphic aid such as a sheet of notes that can be referred to for help in understanding or remembering something complex. So instead of reading words on paper, you are currently listening to words on a podcast, aka the Clock Dodgers Fantasy Football Cheat Cast. Each Cheatcast episode is only 15 minutes long and contains the info and advice needed for players who are trending, being most axed about, causing confusion, etc. As you are aware, nothing in life is guaranteed except for death and taxes. That is unless you are committing tax evasion, which leaves you with only one guarantee, which is death. So shout out to you for narrowing down your list a little bit. With that being said, yes, some of the advice from today's show will reveal itself to be wrong later in the week. On the flip side, we hope that a majority of it is correct and help you stack those W's. Everyone has heard the Josh Gordon news. We do want to start with that because I want to give you my two cents on Josh Gordon. Anyone who's been listening for a prolonged amount of time to the Clock Dodgers podcast knows that I am a huge Josh Gordon supporter. I'm a big time fan, not only for the football player, but the man himself, Uh, the man who has had these trials and tribulations in his life. While many will say those were ones that he has caused on himself, that's self-inflicted, that's up to you. Um, I believe that people do deal with their demons. They all have different kinds of demons. His happens to be ones that are these chemicals that he deals with. Um, I don't know if the issue of the of the Browns saying they are going to release Josh Gordon on Monday has anything to do with those said demons. I have no clue. You have no clue. We have no clue. The only thing that's been reported is that Josh Gordon uh, hurt his hamstring in some kind of promo, some pitcher shoot, some something of, of some extra curricular activity he was taking part in, and he hurt his hamstring, and the Browns, for some reason, don't trust him or they're tired of dealing with uh the issues that you know come come with the baggage that comes with josh gordon um they say they're going to release him i don't believe that for one second because i believe plenty of teams are going to offer their services for josh gordon plenty of teams are going to offer to trade for him um he's super talented no matter what you think of the guy himself the person the individual josh gordon the football player is really good so 
there's always a market for good players. There's always a market for teams who want to win and get the edge. In this case, Josh Gordon, I've seen reports say that he's interested in the 49ers or the Cowboys. Obviously, if he went to one of those two teams, that would be great because both of those teams do not have a receiver like Josh Gordon. Flat out, period, end of story. I don't care who you like there. I don't care you know, who you're touting, who your hot take is for one of those teams. Neither one of those teams have a Josh Gordon. If you argue that, I don't get it. But they would love to have a Josh Gordon on either one of those teams. And I believe either one of those teams would be willing to take the chance to trade for Josh Gordon. Um, I'm sure there's other teams outside of those teams who are interested in him. And who knows if he'll go to one of those teams. Um, I don't know which team he'll go to. We'll let this one play out. I don't want to, you know, jump to conclusions, all that kind of stuff. There's no point in it. Let's just see how it plays out. I will say if you have Josh Gordon, hold. Do not drop Josh Gordon. Do not trade Josh Gordon. Hold on to Josh Gordon. If for some reason you have a deep league and he's in waivers, pick up Josh Gordon. He shouldn't be in waivers in the first place, but I've had some people tell me that he is on their waivers, and if that's the case, yes, you should pick him up and put him on a bench spot, um, assuming that you're not dealing with you know tons of injuries and all these kind of things and that you, know, you have room for it, of course. Um, but I think it's a good idea to hold on Josh Gordon. Uh, wherever he goes, he will make an impact as long as we're not dealing with some sort of suspension issue, which remember now the Raiders re-signed Martavis Bryant also, who who has had, you know, this kind of issue in the past as well. And, you know, there was rumors speculating that he's dealing with possibly being suspended for a longer term um, coming up soon. And if that's the case, it doesn't matter. The Raiders still signed him and they're still going to use him as long as he can be, you know, playing on the field. So the same case goes for Josh Gordon. Um, that doesn't change either. So definitely get Josh Gordon on your team. And let's just see how this thing plays out. Um, I, I will also mention because I get lots of questions, you know, I'm on different things, different social media platforms, different fo football apps. Um, and we get tons of questions, which is great. It's a, it's a fun community um, to, you know, to be a part of. And uh, a question that, you know, things that keep coming up are, you know, this guy didn't play good week one. Should I drop him? This guy didn't play good week one. He didn't perform like I thought. Should I trade him? Uh, this guy played exceptionally, exceptionally well week one. Should I pick him up? Should I trade for him? Listen, guys, listen, 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 listen. Listen, Linda, it is week one. We are now on week two. As you're listening to this, week two is about to start. It's already started. You're mid, you know, midday in week two, or it's after week two. Hell, it doesn't really matter. The the information is still, you know, still reliable. I mean, still still beneficial at that point. But what what I'm getting at here is in one week, even two weeks, there's there's no reason to panic. There's no reason to assume that you have to trade your players, you know, move these players and, and fear that their value is rapidly decreasing, uh, scrambling through waivers for these lottery ticket guys and kind of, listen, panic equals death. It's the truth. It happens and it happens around us all day, every day, you know, bad in, in fancy football, panic equals bad decisions. It just does. You can't, don't, don't be that guy. Don't be the guy who's panicking and, and you feel like you got to make all these moves, these impulse moves. Sure, there are some times where if you're calculating it correctly and you're reading the situation correctly and you get out from under a guy now because you feel like it's not looking good going forward, that's fine. But don't just panic because of one week production. We all can recall moments in our life where we have one bad week, one bad day, one bad performance. We're not gonna, we can't be judged off of that forever. Come on, guys. So don't don't panic now. If it's a situation that's been compiling since you know a previous season or something you don't like the outlook of it, I get it. But just don't get too crazy and and pull away from your strategies and your ideas and how you pictured this whole thing playing out this year because you're you know you're kind of panicking on something. Panic is horrible. I get myself away from people who panic in any aspect of life. 
nothing is that serious. No reason to panic. Be relaxed, calm, cool, collected, and make your decisions from there. And of course, bouncing them off ideas off other people is, is a great way to go. So if you have a group of people who you know hopefully aren't in your league with you, um, it's always good to bounce ideas off of them. Uh, remember, nobody is an expert. Nobody is an expert. I'll repeat, nobody is an expert. Bounce your ideas off of multiple people, not one person. Nobody is an expert, okay? Don't forget that idea. Um, also, really quick, a couple of other questions. If you are going to trade, remember two-for-one trades exist. I was talking to somebody earlier today about it. You got to, if you have, if you're looking to add a player or you're looking to get rid of a player, look to, to pack, package two guys up for one. Here, here, here's a big thing, right? Josh Gordon's on waiver wire. Des Bryant's on waiver wire. Certain players are on waiver wire and you want them, right? Package two players up that you don't feel as strongly about that opens up a waiver spot for you and it gets you a better play in return. Two for one trades are really, really beneficial when you're looking to pick someone off of waivers, but you don't know who to drop. If you don't have space, you don't have the obvious guy to drop, two for one trades are your friend. Two for one trades. You package this guy with this guy, trade them for one player. Sure, you feel like you may be losing on the deal. You're giving up two for one. How does that work? How does that make sense for me, Neil? Why does that work for me? It doesn't work if you just look at the trade. You don't have to win the trade every time. Right, because on the flip side, if Josh Gordon's on the waiver wire, you you package these two bums up. You get one bum who's a little, you know, in between. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's a, you know, not going to be great. Who knows? You don't know what you're getting exactly, or it's a little step up. Then you go add Josh Gordon into it. Now you're like, well, I got Josh Gordon plus this guy in the trade. That's how you can look at it, and it makes way more sense. So two for one trades are your friend. Um, also, big thumbs down to anyone who says players aren't injury prone or a player was only a rookie last year. How can he be injury prone? A player's only been in the league for one year. How can he be injury prone? Shame on you for giving bad advice. Shame on you for being so naive. Shame on you for not you know, using reality and, and, and realistic expectations on players. Guys like Fournette are injury prone. It's just what it is. It's not a knock on Fournette. It's not a bad thing. It's who he is. He plays rough. He plays wild. He plays crazy. The same things you love him for, that aggressiveness, that bang, bang, you know, play action, that, that place, that, that, the way he plays, right, where he does it, where he just lowers his shoulder and runs into you. That is why you love him. It's also the same reason you have to acknowledge that he's always hurt. Right. I mean, there, there could be other, you know, health issues at play or health, you know, things that just make guys get more injured than others. But at the end of the day, you have to acknowledge it. It doesn't matter if it's one season. It doesn't matter if it was in college. If it's happening, you have to start to look at those outliers. Anybody can get hurt. Yes, that's obvious. Yes. Anybody can have freak incidents. Yes, that's obvious. That's nothing new. But there are players who just happen to get hurt more than others. And you cannot ignore that. You cannot not acknowledge that. We talked about it a couple of episodes. Fournette was going at the end of round one for a lot of people, uh, beginning of round two. He just, it just, it just seems to happen. For whatever you want to call it, whether it's uh, health reasons, whether it's the way, style of play, whatever you want to call it, he just happens to get hurt sometimes. And now you have a situation where he's hurt. We don't know if he's going to play. And now you're back in this flux. And with a player that you draft that early, you have to consider that. You have to consider that. I don't care if you take chances on guys later in the draft later rounds but when you're in those rounds one two three you got to try to get guys who are not going to get hurt a lot you got to hope you got to get you got to hope you're getting guys who don't get injured a lot of course you cannot control injuries you cannot predict injuries i get it but if there's a guy who has some history of it he seems a little soft for whatever reason because he gets injured a lot and it's not this is not again this is not a knock on the player 
It's not a knock at all. It's just reality, right? If it happens, you got to you gotta stay away from those guys in the early rounds because you can't afford to have issues with your early round picks. Of course, you play the trades right, the waivers right. It all, you know, it all comes together. It can still come together, but you just don't want to have to deal with that if you don't have to, okay? So if anyone tells you no one's injury prone, don't listen to that person. If someone tells you injuries can happen to anybody, they are right, but they're also ignoring the fact that some people do just get happen to get hurt more often than not. Um, let's talk about some players really quick that I'm hearing a lot about. Either you're asking me questions about them, I'm seeing them in conversations, um, they're being talked about, they're they're trending for whatever reason due to injuries and such. Um, so the first one, let, let's see ones that I'm fully committed to or ones that I have trust, trust issues with. Um TJ Yeldon, fully committed. You guys know I've been committed to TJ Yeldon way before Fournette's injuries here. Um, going into the season, I said that he would be a flex, flexible player, whether Fournette is hurt or not. Last week, he showed that. This week, if Fournette is out, I am totally in on Yeldon. I have no concerns about him at all. I think Yeldon is a great play for you, especially in PPR leagues. Again, even if Fournette is not injured, I still believe Yeldon is flexible on a weekly basis. Titans offense. I have trust issues. I do not believe in you right now. Mariota's hurt. Things are getting weird over there. Henry didn't perform like people thought he would. Again, there's no time to panic after one week, but if you want to have a little concern, it's totally justifiable. Um, I'm a little concerned with Titans offense right now. I keep seeing questions, Corey Davis, this and that. Um, sure. Let, let, I, I feel like let's, you know, let's have some, let's hold a little caution to this team. Let's see how they perform, but I'm not where I'm not concerned, where I'm totally bailing on them, like I see some people doing, but you definitely want to, you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Peyton Barber, tons of questions about him. I do have trust issues with him. Um, I don't believe the Bucks really want him to be the guy. Um, I do believe they want more from other players, um, and I just don't know if he's going to be the guy. Like, I just don't see him as the future for some reason there. Um, so I don't know if he's able to hold that position for as long as we would like. As of right now, if you have him and you're in a must-start situation, it's not the worst thing in the world because I do believe he's going to get the carries. But I do have some trust issues when I'm thinking long-term. If I have him, he has a big game, I would look to unload. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I'm not I'm not panicking on. I'm committed as always. You guys know how much I love Deshaun Watson. The Browns offense, I'm still committed as well. Josh Gordon situation that sucks, but they have a lot of good offensive players there still. So I'm still holding on those guys. I still I still believe in them. Uh, I still have faith in them, and that's on all aspects of their offense. Uh, Devonta Freeman clearly is hurt. Dude is out for a few weeks, possibly. Uh, big time trust issues here. If you have Tevin Coleman, big ups to you, sir and ladies. Coleman is going to do well this year. Um, if, if Freeman struggles, Coleman, you have no concern with him. Again, like I like I just like I like Yeldon if, if Fournette's out or not. I like Coleman whether Freeman's out or not. Obviously, with him being out, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And Emmanuel Sanders, I love even against the Raiders, which is my team. Unfortunately, I still think he's gonna have a great game. So he's a big time wide receiver for you guys this year. Do not doubt Emmanuel Sanders. Do not doubt Emmanuel Sanders, guys. Listen. Again, this is a quick episode for Sunday morning. If you have any more direct questions that you have, specific questions, feel free to message me on any of the social media platforms at Clock Dodgers. We'll discuss it. Um, again, this is just this is just we just cut out all the fat, we cut out all the all the nonsense. This is the episode with the big, important, trending players' names, pl- trending topics that I'm hearing and that people are discussing with me. And I want to make sure we get an episode out for that. Uh, big shout out to all the contributors at ClockDodgers.com. Guys, tons of great articles at Clock Dodgers. Go check them out as soon as you can. Waiver articles, boomer bust articles, DFS articles. Shout out to uh, Jake. Shout out to Ricky. Shout out to Josh. 
Um, tons of contributors there, guys. Go check it out. Lots more information. You'll be uh, doing yourself a disservice if you don't. And shout out to those guys, talented guys with a lot of passion. All right, Clock Dodgers, that's it. I hope you guys have a great week, too. Again, hit me up on social media if you have any direct questions. At Clock Dodgers, have a great week, too, in fantasy. Be kind, be great, keep dodging. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. RCA's local inpatient and outpatient programs are founded on science and delivered with heart from an expert caring team who will inspire and guide you every step of the way. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for more information on how to get treatment. At RCA, you'll be in a community that builds connections and fosters support from peers and RCA's team of medical professionals. At RCA's state-of-the-art campuses, they tailor your treatment to you and also offer specialized programs for patients with history of trauma or relapse, for young adults, for adults 50-plus, for the LGBTQ plus community, a confidential program for first responders and service members, and a faith-based program. Recovery Centers of America accepts patients 24-7 and is in network with most insurance providers. Don't wait. Go to rcahelp.com slash podcast for help. rcahelp.com slash podcast.